0: Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. So today we're talking about goals and how you know you've created the right goal, how to create the right goal, and most importantly, how to achieve said goal. But before we go into that, I feel like I need to give you all a public service announcement about coyotes. So my husband has, it's called a Tacticam. I I think that's the name brand of the camera that we purchased, but we have an outdoor camera that Jim has set up in our backyard, kind of away from our house. Uh, He sets it up in the trees and anytime that there is wildlife or something that moves past the camera, it takes a picture so he does this to take pictures of deer mostly but we have things like possums and raccoons and foxes constantly running through our yard at any any given time well last week we had a coyote and i'm just i'm not a fan and two nights later the coyote came back and two nights later after that the coyote came back And I'm freaking out a little bit because I just feel like, well, we don't have small dogs and we don't have small animals. And honestly, the girls are 11, so I don't even really have small kids. But I just don't like the idea of coyotes in my backyard. Like, I know, what is it? The Lion King? I think that was hyenas. But it just, it all feels the same. Like, why am I referencing all these Disney movies? But wasn't it... um, Beauty and the Beast, right? When those pack of coyotes attacked Belle outside the the castle, like I'm just I'm not for this coyote happening, and so I did some research, and apparently coyotes are really skittish around humans. They don't want to be seen by humans. They're scared of humans, and according to Google, you have a better shot at being hit by a rogue golf ball or hit by a flying cork like a champagne cork than you do by being attacked by a coyote so that made me feel a little better thankfully over the past five six days we have not seen any coyotes in our yard again so maybe they have moved on but I just feel like I need to give you guys this public service announcement in case you ever happen to have coyotes in your yard Uh, obviously you want to keep a close watch over small pets and small children but if none of those exist you should be okay Now, if you live on a golf course where there's a good chance you're gonna get hit by a golf ball, then maybe your chances are higher. And in that case, I would just lock the doors and wouldn't take any chances. But I feel like, in addition to giving you sound nutrition education and information, I also need to update you on any uh, information on coyotes and what to do if you encounter one. Apparently, if you encounter one, though, if you do come face to face with one, you are supposed to make a lot of noise yell and back away slowly. Do not turn around and run because then they'll chase you. So there you have it. This is a full service podcast. I don't ever want you to think that I'm holding out information on you. All right. So today's episode is actually going to be a fun one. Uh, We're going to talk all about goals. And a few episodes back, I shared a course that I did with John Acuff. And so... An opportunity came up to do another course with him, and this one was all about goals. So I was like, you know what? I'm jumping in because 99% of my job is helping people create the right goals and then giving them the tools so that they can be successful in achieving those goals. So I figured, why not? Let's do another course. And the information was so great again that I took notes and I paraphrased some things and we're going for it. I'm going to share the information that uh, I learned in that course and I'm going to share it with all of you. So when it comes to goals, there are four stages and they're, they're not anything earth shattering. These are all words you've heard before, uh, but the four phases of setting a goal are the dream phase, the plan phase, the do phase, and the review phase. So dream, plan, do, review. And according to John Acuff, most of us are good at one or two of these, maybe even possibly three, but there's always one that gets us stuck. And so I'm going to go through all these phases and I want you to self-identify which phases are you really good at and which ones do you need work, because this may be the reason why you can are not following through with achieving that goal. So the first goal is the dream phase where basically we are just presenting the question, what do you want to do? So I don't want you to think of limits here. I don't want you to think of rules in this phase. I just want you to literally dream big. What do you want to do? This could be a health goal. This could be a nutrition goal, it could be an exercise goal. And honestly, you can apply these to to anywhere in your life, obviously, but I'm going to, you know, kind of hone in on the nutrition sector and the health sector, but what do you want to accomplish? Do you want to uh do you want to um improve your blood work? Do you want to Be able to get on the floor with your grandkids and play with them and run around. And do you want to run a marathon? Do you want to maybe even lose weight? Maybe you want to lose 20 pounds. Like what is your goal? Think about what you want to do. That's your dream phase. And again, no rules, no limits. You just get to write down whatever is on your heart. The next phase is the plan phase. And this is basically figuring out how are you going to do it? How are you going to achieve that goal? Really great questions you're going to ask yourself in this phase are, when will you do it? Where will you do it? Who will you do it with? How long will you do it? Here's the best question of all. What will you need to quit to make time for it? What what are you going to need to quit so you can make time to achieve it? This is a question we never ask ourselves. I know personally, I struggle with this one a lot. I get excited about something. I start making all the plans. We're going to do this and this and this. And I forget that doing this and this and this takes time. And I'm already pretty short on time with all the other things that I want to accomplish in a day. So adding more things just means more chaos and more overwhelm and a higher likelihood that I'm not going to follow through with it so a really great question to ask in this phase is you know do I need to quit something else to make time for this so those are the questions that you answer in the plan phase then the do phase is no surprise here are you doing it this is just where you do what you planned to do whether you're running miles, whether you're um, grocery shopping differently, whether you're um, going to the gym, whether you're carrying a water bottle with you, like, are you doing the things that you plan to do? And then finally is the review phase. Did it work? If yes, then keep going. And if no, go back to planning. So these are the four phases, and there are some individuals that get really fired up about some of the stages and then leave others behind. So I want to kind of go into where certain individuals get stuck when it comes to these four phases. So the dreamers, they get stuck in the dream phase. No surprise here. The dreamers get stuck in the dream phase, and how they get stuck is they just are so creative at coming up with long lists of things to do and different ideas, but they never get to the part where they actually put those thoughts into action. They never create a plan. They, they are fulfilled by the creativity piece. And so they can't get to that next level. So the dreamers get stuck in the dream phase. Perfectionists, they get stuck in the plan phase they they love detail-oriented plans. They love, you know, trying to get all the information so that they can make the most meticulous, well-thought-up executing plan. But when you're a perfectionist, you tend to get stuck in this phase because you're so busy trying to make it all right that you never have any energy to actually do the things. Like one of the things a perfectionist might tell themselves is I'll get started once I have all the information or once I have the perfect plan. When in reality, you're never going to have all the information. At best, you can only have enough to move forward. And so I'll ask you the question, are you a perfectionist? Do you get stuck in the planning phase that you actually don't have any energy to do the do phase? Now, people that get stuck in the do phase are the procrastinators, right? The art of living later. You know, sometimes we procrastinate because we're worried that it's going to be hard. And then subsequently it is (laughs) because we keep pushing it off and we make the task bigger than what it needed to be if we would have just taken small action. So my... My procrastinators get stuck in this do phase because they're constantly putting off doing the actual thing that they told themselves they would plan for and that they dreamed about. And then finally, the people that get stuck in the review phase are the hustlers. Now, the hustlers, they they try to skip this phase because they're obsessed with action. They like doing things. They don't want to stop and be reflective, it's like a waste of time. Like why would I take valuable time out of my day to review what I think I already know and therefore lose out on time and momentum with the task at hand, all right? So my question is which one of these phases are you really good at and which one of these phases do you struggle with? So I know for me personally, I am awesome at the dream phase. I'm decent at the plan phase and the do phase. I am horrific at the review phase. I just don't want to take any time to do work. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with uh, somebody this past week, just this past week about social media. Now, I do the social media for a business. Now, it's not done well. I mean, I don't have a degree in marketing. Um, I find social media really overwhelming just with the constantly changing algorithms. If you know somebody or you want to volunteer at Body Metrics and help me figure out social media, I would be so thankful. But it's just, it's a lot of work and a lot of time. And I know that My gift is not in social media, so it frustrates me to spend time doing that. So I just throw out all these random posts and somebody asked me one time, well, what do your analytics say? And I'm like, well, what the heck are analytics, right? And we have so many different software programs that we work with that provide analytics. The feedback to show you is what you're doing actually working. Are you gaining a return from this effort? But if you don't look at the analytics, you don't know. You just keep throwing things out, hoping something sticks. It's not a very calculated approach to doing business, to working on a goal, to doing life. And so, first of all, I need to learn how to read the analytics. I think that's step one. And then step two is using that information to create more calculated um, posts or um, just even... From a business standpoint to figure out what moves our business further ahead. So yeah, I am through and through not a review person, and it's very clear by my constant avoidance of analytics in all areas. So uh, I, I wonder what you what you struggle with. What are you really good at and what do you struggle with? Once you figure out you know your strengths and your weaknesses then it becomes a little bit easier to actually create the right goal plan work on it review it and be able to say i accomplished it how many times have you created a goal and never followed through with it i know for myself i like to make goals every I guess I start doing them the second week in December. I start planning for the year ahead. And I do try to pull them out every so often to look, am I actually achieving the things that I said I wanted to do? Uh, sometimes I forget. I write out all these goals and and then I look at them at the end of the year. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot I wanted to do that. So reviewing your goals often can be helpful. Uh, But I figured, you know what, this year I I really scaled down on what I wanted to accomplish both professionally, uh, personally, spiritually, physically. That's how I divide my goals up into those four sections. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to give myself too many goals because I want to make sure that I I actually complete the goals that I set out for and I do them well. I don't want to just like do them halfway so I can scratch them off the list I actually put a lot of thought into these goals and so I want to do them better so I want to walk you through the four phases of goals especially if you're struggling with one or more of these categories to help you do them better again so you actually achieve your goal and again these I'm not taking credit for any of this this was all from a, a seminar series I did with John Acuff so um Obviously follow him and, and read his books and and all his wonderful resources out there if you want more information on this. So the first thing we're gonna do is dream. So often I have clients come into the office and they don't even know what they want. Or they just they want so many things and some of them are in conflict with each other that, you know, first and foremost, we need to just be more specific about what we want to accomplish. But before we can get to that part, we have to just dream. And so at the beginning of the dream phase, it should look pretty messy. In fact, it should be messy and inspiring. Those are the goals of the dream phase. Messy meaning we're not going to give ourselves any rules. We're not going to give ourselves any limits. We're just going to allow our brains to go wherever they want to go. So, give yourself about 30 minutes and write down as many goals as you can. Right? Again, no rules, no expectations, no judgment. And just allow yourself to to dream. Give yourself permission to dream. I don't think we let ourselves do that as much as we should because we we always judge our dreams before we actually let them out on paper and potentially we could be fulfilling a lot more dreams if we put them out there and then thought about them more constructively like well what would that look like and we gave them a space to grow versus just judging them right away and squashing them and saying well that will never work so when it comes to making dreams or I should say in the dream phase I'm sorry we were seeking goals to be inspiring so if you were to create a continuum on one side would be boring and on the other side would be overwhelming right in the middle somewhere is what we call inspiring so the goal isn't too simple but it's also not so complex that we become frustrated and quit it should be somewhere in between boring and overwhelming And so that is where inspiring lies. And it is our goal to make our goals inspiring. Now, perfectionism is going to encourage you to make overwhelming goals because it wants the most perfect goal and it wants the most elaborate goal. So you got to be careful you don't get stuck in that perfectionism mindset. All right. A good goal is right outside the comfort zone but it avoids the chaos zone. So again, it's inspiring, not so much that you're bored and you know too comfortable to actually go out and put effort into it, but it's also not so big that it's chaotic and overwhelming and causes stress. Another thing to watch out for when you're in the dream phase is this thing called fake goals. So during the dream phase, you may create fake goals and fake goals are things you really don't care about. The thing with goals you really don't care about is you're never going to spend any real effort on them. So a fake goal is something that you think you should write down. Like, I think I should lose 20 pounds, but you don't actually want to do any of the work to lose 20 pounds like you think you should say that because maybe your doctor told you you were overweight or maybe you're diabetic and you know that your blood sugars would be a little better if you lost a little weight but you don't really want to do that and it's it's really important to become clear of what you want to do and what you're not willing to do because otherwise it's just a waste of time So be careful that you're not writing things down that you think you should write down, but actually things that are on your heart and that, you know, make you a little excited. All right. So in the plan phase, the two words we want to focus on are personal and specific-ish. So personal means you've got to pick goals that are personal to you. Again, things that inspire you, not things you think you should be saying you know, questions you can ask yourself in this phase is, do I really love this? Or is this important to me? Like I'm going to do blank because blank. I'm going to run two miles four days a week because I really want to improve my endurance so that I can you know, I don't, I don't know what you want to do. So I can say that I ran a 5K. Whatever it is, but you got to prove to yourself the why behind it, not just put out a goal into the air and hope it works out. You're, you're, if there's no attachment to it, you're not going to follow through with it. I remember watching, a, I think it was an Instagram post about a lady talking about how she wrote on her goals that she wanted to learn French. And halfway through the year, she realized she did not do one thing to move that needle forward, and she realized, like, I like the idea of being able to speak French, but there was nothing, there was nothing motivating me to actually move forward with that goal. It's not like I had planned a trip to France, and you know, it would have been helpful to communicate with the people living there. Uh, I just I thought it might be a good idea, but when I really thought about it, I didn't care that much. So be careful. When you're creating your goals, is it a fake goal? Make sure it's something personal to you that you actually want to achieve, that you have a why behind, because again, you'll be more likely to follow through with it. The other part of the planning phase is it should be specific-ish. So you don't have to have all the details lined out, but you need you need a lot you need some of them. So John Acuff says, in general, general goals fail. In general general goals fail. So I had a, we were doing book club. So we had a book club for the book Nourish eat, Repeat. And I believe, if I want to make sure I'm recalling this correctly, you know, somebody just said they want to, um, I think it was, was it eat more mindfully? And I was like, okay, that's great. So what does that mean? Because just saying I want to eat more mindfully, there's no connection point. There's nothing... Tangible for you to do to make sure that you're achieving it. So, sometimes what can be helpful when you're trying to create the plan is include a number and a date. So, I want to eat mindful for two of my meals every day. And in terms of a date, give your best estimate for a week. Just start there, right? You don't always control the results, but you can control the effort you put into things. So it's really important that you, when you make your plan, I will do X by Y. I will do this by this time. And it creates more of a connection point for your brain to tether to so that you're more motivated to follow through. It's really important that you don't get caught up on having all the plan set out because again, that's where the perfectionist comes in where you have to have every single thing set out. Uh, John gave this example of this downhill skier, Olympic skier, where somebody interviewed him and said, you know, when you're at the top of the mountain, do you plan out your entire course? And he's like, no. No. I only plan out my fir- my next four moves because once I get to the fourth move, I may notice that there's a tree uh, in my sight that I didn't see at the top of the hill. Or there was a shadow that was um, in the way of showing me a, you know, a bigger bump or whatever you would call it. I don't, I don't know my skiing terminology but it, basically the whole thing was if you try to map out all of it there's going to be bumps along the way that you're not going to foresee so just even planning your first four moves can be helpful and then after your first four moves then plan your second four moves so it doesn't have to be this long drawn out plan because again the longer and drawn out the more likely you're going to get overwhelmed and just quit all right Now, once you're in the do phase, this is where you actually pick a goal. This is where you start figuring out what actions do you need to do to accomplish the goal? All right, the goal here is to make it easy. I want you to think about what can I do today to make this easier in the future? What can I do today to make the odds of success even greater? And this is where you might need to brainstorm again, right? The brainstorming phase isn't just for the goal part. It can be done at different stages because the thing with brainstorming in the do phase is the more you do ahead of time, the more it keeps you in constant action. Like the longer the list, the faster progress you'll make because you won't have to constantly stop. And try to be creative again because you have all that creativity piece behind you. So, brainstorm your actions for that one goal. And you can even divide those brainstorms into three different sections like what action steps are going to require a lot of energy, what are going to require medium energy, and what action steps are going to create no or require no energy. Not everything has to be a daunting task. But knowing what tasks require energy of yourself may help you plan the time of day or the day of the month that you execute that goal. Like for me, I know that I'm absolutely at my best in the morning. I have a lot of high energy, I think very clearly. Uh, By the end of the day, I'm just kind of running on fumes and we'll do things kind of halfway just to get them off the list. So I really shouldn't be doing high energy tasks at night. Like that needs to be done first thing in the morning. So, just remember that high performers always move goals forward even if they're in tiny ways. So, you don't have to check off a big giant to-do list every day to be accomplished. We just need to move the needle forward a little bit every single day. Just a little bit. That's all that's required. All right. Finally, We have the review phase. Now, I told you, this is the part where I struggle. And maybe some of you struggle with this too. But this is where we look back and we say, did it work? If the answer is yes, go back to do and do some more of it. If the answer is no, then go back to the plan and tweak the plan. Only in the case where it's the wrong goal do you go back to dream. But don't go to dream too soon because it could just be you created the wrong plan and you don't need a complete overhaul of what you were trying to accomplish. Now, there's four different ways you can review, did it work? You can review the goal. You can review the results. You can review the time. And you can review obstacles. So when you're reviewing your goal, You want to ask yourself, is this goal still important to me? Like, do I still feel excited about this goal? The thing with feelings is they're flighty. So you may have been really, really excited about something six months ago, and now you're kind of like, eh, yeah, I've moved on. So if it's not a goal you feel passionate about, again, you may need to to dream a different goal. All right. Uh, you can also ask yourself, you know, is it worth my time? Is it worth my money? Is it the right season? You can also review from a results standpoint. Did I get the results I wanted? No results doesn't necessarily mean failure. It just, again, might not have been outfitted correctly with the right resources or it might not have been the right season for you. Uh, if you've got big results, you know, that's encouraging. You can either keep going or make your goal even bigger. Uh, Small goals, if they're too small and you're not getting to where you want to be, you can always adjust your plan or increase the effort in the do phase. You've got options. How you review from a time standpoint is you ask yourself, is the goal still on schedule? Could I save time by being more efficient in this one area? Or how much time is this goal costing me? Do you even track your time? Do you know how much time? Are you using analytics? (laughs) Right? Like these are really great questions to show you how to pivot or continue moving forward versus just throwing things out into space and time and hoping for the best. And then the fourth area that you can review are obstacles, right? Are there any unforeseen obstacles that came up that you need to address or adjust, you know, is there anything outside your control that, you know, like COVID, you know, something that you had no idea was coming your way and you couldn't control even if you wanted to and, and have to chalk it up to that? Or are there opportunities where uh, those obstacles can turn into opportunities? Like looking at the lessons, what lessons have I learned about this to increase my experience? When it comes to reviewing your goals, uh, there's a couple different times to do it. You can either do them daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, or yearly. Now, obviously, some concepts like, um, like the actual like results, you may not want to check in every day because it's a pretty big goal. Uh, but some of them you might want to check in on weekly or even monthly. So. Some of these different facets of review can be done on a daily basis some of them could be done on a quarterly or yearly basis it just really depends on what your goal is so that is how we create a goal the right way and how we execute a goal the right way how we review and achieve and dream even bigger so if you're getting stuck in one of these areas Uh, I invite you to make some changes now that you know better, we can do better and see if that goal that you created for yourself in 2023 can actually be one that you check off the list and feel really good about yourself for setting a goal and achieving the goal. Because again, not many people actually follow through with goals. I forget what I, I heard a stat one time, I think it said you have a better shot at getting accepted into Juilliard than you do for achieving a goal you've set for yourself, which is just crazy because I know I'm a terrible dancer and I got no shot at getting into Juilliard. So, you know, now that I have this information, again, whether it's a physical goal, a health goal, a personal goal, I'm going to try really hard to employ these uh, tips and see if I can move forward in the year and the years ahead so there you have it all right guys time for your recipe so today we're going to do a grilled vegetable pasta salad so for this recipe you're going to need seven ounces of extra firm tofu one medium red bell pepper cut lengthwise in half you'll need a yellow squash cut in half lengthwise A half a pound of asparagus spears, four ounces of baby portobello mushrooms, a half a cup of balsamic dressing, a quarter cup of fresh basil leaves, two cups of whole wheat pasta, and a quarter cup of grated fresh Parmesan cheese. So you can either do this on a grill, or if you have an indoor grill, you can cook on here. And you're basically going to brush the tofu and vegetables with a quarter cup of the dressing. Um, And then meanwhile, you're going to cook your pasta according to the directions, drain, and keep warm. And then on your grill, you're going to place your tofu and vegetables, grill your mushrooms for about five to seven minutes, and your pepper, squash, asparagus, and tofu for about 10 to 12 minutes turning occasionally. Uh, Next you're going to cut those grilled vegetables and tofu into bite-sized pieces and add your pasta, basil, remaining dressing, mix gently, and finally top with your parmesan cheese. And that's your really tasty, really healthy side dish that you can, well, actually, no, you can use that as a main dish or you can use it as a side dish if you're going to a party. Uh, I really like the vinaigrette-based salads because they can stay out a little bit longer than your mayonnaise-based salads. And they're also a little lighter, especially when you have lots of different dishes available. But this one has a lot of great vegetables. It's got great fiber in the pasta and amazing protein with the tofu and the vegetables. So. There you have it. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe from all the coyotes, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bodymetrics Health. The book *Nourish, Eat, Repeat* is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.